Catching you up with the latest news from around the Sunshine State that you should know, heading into this Wednesday morning, December 14th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The Brevard County School Board met last night to unveil a new school discipline policy. The rule change comes after the school board claims dozens of teachers and bus drivers have left the district after being attacked by students. I spoke with WMFE's Danielle Pryor about how this can relate to other counties across the state. So Danielle, can you tell me what happened at the meeting? The story I've been covering really for the last few weeks are some changes potentially coming to disciplinary procedures in Brevard County Public Schools, and it's quite contentious. Now, why is this contentious? Basically, these rule changes would put in place a zero-tolerance policy for uh, students who seemingly kind of instigated violence against other teachers, staff, and students, and also would put in place a near-total ban on cell phones in the classroom. So you could imagine it might be very hard to enforce in an unbiased way. And so the school board meeting that I was just at, there were lots of parents who came to speak out against it, but there are also a lot of people that uh, support it. They say that the reason why there's such a teacher shortage in the district and they're losing so many teachers and bus drivers is because they're basically being attacked by students. And so these changes would help to hold on <laughs> to those folks. So yeah, it's become quite the passionate debate in Brevard County over these proposed changes that haven't even happened yet, but they're just proposed right now. So who have you talked to and what's the reactions been to this policy? I've spoken to uh, Sheriff Wayne Ivey, I've spoken with school board members, um, I've spoken with parents, and I would say it runs the spectrum, really, Elliot. I mean, it, there's a lot of people who are for and a lot of people who are against. Um, I think the people that are for um, just want there to be stricter rules in place that make it easier to enforce um you know, good behavior, I guess, in classrooms. I've heard from a lot of teachers and bus drivers who've been scratched and hit and bitten by students and obviously uh, don't want to experience that in the classroom anymore. So they're excited about these proposed changes. But then a lot of parents are just really frightened for their kids, um, especially if their kids are in underrepresented student populations who are already kind of misunderstood. They say by the school district, they feel like they'll be targeted by these rules and really called out for it. So if a child does have a behavioral problem, these parents are really concerned that, you know, the school district won't try to look into solving the problem, but instead will just kind of criminalize these kids who are, after all, just kids. and. We all make mistakes, but especially when we're young and trying to figure uh, ourselves out and the world out. So that's kind of what I've been hearing so far at some of these different meetings. And there'll be more meetings um, in the weeks to come as well as uh, these changes kind of go through drafts. Have you seen or reported any similar approach occurring in other parts of the state? So I actually was a teacher before I was a jour journalist, um, Elliot. And so when I was a teacher a long time ago, and when I was getting my master's in education, this was a thing that we were talking about, like, you know, even in the late 2010s. <laughs> and so, no, this is not new. Um, and this has been put in place in districts that I taught in, um, in Detroit, um, where, you know, basically there were very strict rules that could be enforced. Um, if a child did 
um, act out in class. As a teacher, I didn't necessarily think it helped anything, but I, I do know that there's some evidence to show that it could in some districts, but yeah, rules like this have been put in place across the country for quite some time now. This is relatively new for Central Florida and, and certainly would be new for Brevard County, um, but they're going through a lot of changes as is. Actually, they just uh, let their superintendent go. So there's a, a whole new school board that's been voted in. And so this kind of continues a trend of really big changes for them. That was WMFE's Danielle Pryor on how the Brevard County School Board drafted a new disciplinary policy for its students. Now let's catch up with the latest news from around the state. The University of Florida Health is bringing its patient care to Ocala. According to the Main Street Daily News' Doug Bennett, the new neighborhood hospital will include 10 emergency department rooms, 10 inpatient rooms, and more. Construction is underway at a 28-acre site at Northwest Blickton Road and Northwest 35th Avenue Road, just east of Interstate 75. It is expected to be complete in spring 2024. Governor Ron DeSantis wants the state Supreme Court to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate crimes and wrongdoings the pharmaceutical industry may have committed against the state's residents regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. According to Florida Politics' Christine Jordan Sexton, the governor made the announcement along with the news that he was establishing a public health integrity committee after holding a roundtable discussing purported adverse events. A new report finds that despite significant job losses at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, rates of children without health insurance in Florida and across the nation actually improved. According to WGCU's John Davis, while this marks a positive trend, health policy experts warn these gains could be short-lived. The report from the Center for Children and Families at Georgetown University, a nonpartisan policy and research center, finds the rate of uninsured children nationally improved from 5.7 to 5.4 percent between 2019 and 2021. The City of Gainesville Audit Committee presented a summary of an outside auditor's report. The financial report was approved unanimously by the City Audit Committee. According to WCJB Zilati Solaji, in early November, the Florida Joint Legislative Auditing Committee sent a letter to the city stating their 2020-2021 fiscal report was late by almost four months. The audit was presented nearly five and a half months later. And finally, in a ditch in Levy County, about 15 people are digging in the Montbrook Fossil Dig Site to find the skeleton of a gomfer there an extinct elephant-like mammal. According to WUFT's Catherine Corcoran, eight years after the discovery of bones in the area, it is one of the most productive fossil sites in the southeastern United States. If you'd like to hear more about this story, visit our website at wuft.org. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Wednesday.